Mm-hmm. You're not the kind of girl you see on TV. Won't even find me only in the streets. Oh, honey, I will love you to the end. Be your best friend. Classy lady, can't you see? Tweet a tweet a dab a tweet and daddy. Show people to tweet dab a tweet and today. I will love you to the end. Be your best friend. Classy lady, can't you see? Do it up a tweet and doo-doo, but tweet day. Do it up a tweet and doo-doo, but tweet day. Do it up a tweet and doo-doo, but tweet day. Do it up a tweet and doo-doo, but tweet day. Thank you so much for tuning in to Introducing Sasha Frank, the series. This is episode number 27, and as always, I like to do a little recap of last week's episode, um, which was basically me going to a family-styled restaurant, and I ended up meeting new friends. It was a grandmother and a grandson who was in town from Texas, and we basically all hit it off and you know we had a good conversation and at the end of all of that you know um, the grandson gave me his business card and said that he wanted to learn more about my experience in Europe and he wanted me to send photos and you know just tell him about the experience afterwards and so this kind of leads me into what I'm going to be speaking about today which was as you know, my trip was about a month, couple weeks, and so um, I completely forgot all about me reaching out to him. It wasn't necessarily that I forgot, but there was just so much stuff going on. Um, I was moving around that time, and then also I started school, and you know I was doing job searching. So there was a lot of things going on, and you know it took it takes. A lot of time to get acclimated to different places and so I just felt like I was in my transitional period and you know I was just really just trying to make sure everything else was straight on my end and so it probably took about like a month or two um, because I of course like I said I was getting adjusted to school and all of that stuff and so um, you know after the month or two I decided to reach out to him And he basically was like, you know, wow, like, you know, I'm so happy to hear from you. I thought you weren't going to stand me up, basically. And, um, you know, I was kind of intrigued and kind of um, just interested because he was just very charming from the start. And he continued to show that charming side of him. And, you know, I was honestly very surprised to see how comfortable he was. Um, just kind of semi-flirting with me in front of his grandmother. And then um, I was also honored the fact that I was kind of semi-approved by his grandmother because she was very kind to me. She was, you know, asking me questions, asking me about my family and just a bunch of different things. And, you know, we were all asking questions about each other and just open-ended questions that kind of led to other things and it wasn't closed-ended questions and it wasn't as if like you know I was trying to pry into their conversation they were really including me and 
just really wanting to know more and it was the same and it just felt really, really good. And that's why I was so happy that I decided not to sit at the bar and I opted to actually sit with the family and not to make it awkward. But nonetheless, it was just honestly the perfect situation, an ideal situation of which you'd want to meet a family because it was so natural and it wasn't as if they were meeting me under the umbrella of a title like someone's wife or someone's girlfriend or, you know, as a new introduction in that way. But they were able to really get a chance to know me for me, regardless of anything. Um, they were getting to know me and and that was really, really cool. And with that, you know, it it didn't really take that long to um find myself anticipating the calls and the text messages. I was for one excited that, you know, not only did he text, but he also called because, you know, we live in a time where most people just text all the time. So I was excited to see something different, to see that somebody was taking the initiative to actually show their voice and and just do those things that most people try to avoid for some reason. So, um, you know, I was very smitten by that. And, um, you know, it just so happened to be that I was also in this big city and just really trying to find my place because it was so big. And of course I lived there before, but I just really felt like, um, this was the first time where I was all alone, quote unquote, because before, you know, I had roommates um, that were my age and, you know, we all went to the same school and, you know, we all did things together. And so this was the first time where I had a roommate, but he was much older and, you know, we we barely seen each other. And on top of that, we definitely didn't, you know, go places together at all. Um, we had conversations and stuff, but for the most part, you know, we were, um, we just kind of kept it small and short, high goodbye type of thing. And so, um, you know, thinking about it in retrospect, you just have to ask yourself, why are you making decisions, um, certain decisions, whether good or bad, you just have to know why you're making the decisions. Of course, you want to put yourself out there, but putting yourself out there to get more friends will not change the fact that you may feel lonely, um, that, you know, you just have some work to do. It's just showing you that you need some healing in different areas. And there's nothing wrong with loneliness, but you just can't pin your loneliness on other people. And some of us do that sometimes we, um, you know, we end up meeting somebody and we kind of feel like they're our worlds because, you know, um, they're filling in the gaps that used to be like nothing, you know, that used to be us just sitting by ourselves or us trying to figure things out and trying to fill in those gaps. But now like someone else is able to fill those gaps for us and we don't feel alone. We feel like we're actually in a community. 
And so you have to ask questions like that. Like, why am I making these decisions? Is it because I'm lonely? Is it because, you know, I, I need some healing, some work to be done on myself? Is it because I haven't started that process? Like, why are you making those decisions? And so in this moment, I guess you can, can kind of think of like different experiences or different times where you've made decisions based on being lonely. And as always, if you have a pad and pen or even just your phone, just write those down because it's good to kind of, you know, look back at it later on. And so again, you know, you know, this was the first time I was staying in the big city um, by myself. And yes, I had friends, um, but they were scattered throughout Los Angeles. It wasn't like they were next door like before, but this time it was different. You know, I had to learn how to stand on my own two feet. This time it was completely different, actually, because, you know, I didn't have my dad coming to the school, ringing my phone saying, oh, you know, I'm outside. Are you ready to go home on Friday? Like, you know, I had a car by this time and I was able to make decisions myself on whether or not I was going to stay or leave. And of course, I still, you know, decided to go um, back home often, but, you know, it was my choice. And, you know, I also made choices also to sometimes not go home. And um, you just have to figure out the why. Because otherwise you're going to just continue to run and continue to meet people and sometimes the wrong people. And you just get mixed up with the wrong things because you are placing this thing on somebody that, you know, they have nothing to do with. And you're just placing this burden on them. And it's actually something that you need to um, do the work and that you need to sit down and figure out and surrender to God so he can begin healing you in those areas. So again, I want you to think of some more decisions that you've made, people that you may have befriended and people that you might even be friends with now that you're just trying to hang on by a string because, you know, you just don't want to lose this last friend that you have because they're, you feel like they're the only person that you have left. And God's already stripped you away from, you know, X amount of people. And you're trying to ho hold tightly to these people because, you know, you feel like you don't want to be alone. So I want you to kind of take some time to think about that. And also, I want you to think of where do you need to allow God to fill that hole? Because no person is going to do it for you. In fact, they're going to end up disappointing you. Like every 
individual that you know, family, friends, people that you even don't know, everyone's going to disappoint you. And you're going to realize that the only person who will never fail you um, nor forsake you is God. He's the only person that is perfect and that, you know, will not do things that will cause harm. And of course, like, there are a lot of people that are loving towards us and do things, but they don't necessarily mean to hurt us, but we still get hurt. But God is the only person who has an unconditional love that doesn't do those things because, you know, he He knows everything. He's perfect. And, um, and through us developing a relationship with him, he's just making us more and more like him because we were born and you know, formed in his image and our identities in him. And he is the only person that can ever fill the gap that you are trying to fill with people or things or titles or places or whatever it is. Like he's the only person that can fill that hole, that gaping hole that you have that everyone can see but yourself. Um, And honestly, sometimes, a lot of times people don't see it but they also have the need to want to be needed. And you both have these needs and wants. And it's easy to find somebody like that. But, you know, um, we're looking and wanting to be around people that are whole. And of course, you'll meet people that aren't whole. And we kind of can communicate and make each other better and grow each other. But at the end of the day, we're not looking for a savior to come save us because, you know, God sent Jesus on the cross to do that for our, us. And um, that's the only savior that we need. And no one else can save us but him by surrendering to him and by knowing that he is the only person that can bring any type of healing and that can bring any type of um, wholeness and take away your loneliness. So I hope you guys learn from today's message and, um, until next time.